and welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Bree. I'm Theora. And I'm Caitlin. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters, and we're here to talk about it. Cheers, queers. What's on the Big Gay Agenda today, Theora? Today, we are finally going to talk about Heartstopper Season 2. Yay! Woohoo! Been a long time coming. Uh, had quite a break from season one, but now we're ready to get into all the fun. The fun that was honestly Heartstopper season two. I loved this season. I thought it was so great. It's very rare that like it just gets gayer and so much oh, fun. Boy, did it get. I know. Queer, I would say. It did. So. So many fun things to talk about. There, there really is. And new characters and just so much happened. And at this point, I have now officially read all of the Heartstopper books, except Winter's Coming. Or this winter. Winter's Coming? <laughs> the Game of Thrones? No, it, it, this winter. Sorry. But I've read them all, including Solitaire, the one that started it all. So now I talk about book stuff. So are you ready to get into season two? Uh, yes. All right, let's do it. So season two, episode one is out and it picks up immediately after the season one finale. Like immediately. It's the next day. Uh, Charlie and Nick are officially boyfriends and already being stupidly cute. Like Charlie is trying to get ready for school while like putting on his sweater and texting Nick at the same time because it's just like. I feel like for Charlie, he finally got what he wants, which is like a boyfriend who pays attention to him and somebody he can actually call boyfriend, which he does. He texts good morning boyfriend to Nick. I feel like that's so huge for Charlie. He finally has someone who cares about him. Yeah. And will let him call him his boyfriend because Ben would not do that at all. He was just like, we're not boyfriends. Like, I don't even like like really know you or want to know you so i mean we don't call him misery for nothing no so oh right off the bat charlie is beyond himself because he finally got what he wanted and it's cool of course i like the beginning because it, it very much parallels like the first time they meet where charlie walks into the classroom but instead of seeing nick sitting in his seat he's just it's just like where is nick and then nick does the hands over the eyes and he's like hey <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's a really cute like parallel twist the way they start this episode it's very cute but of course that's not enough of a greeting for your boyfriend for your first day at school so nick takes charlie into an abandoned supply closet which the irony of immediately running to a closet <laughs> but nick has has reason so he's like charlie i came out to my mom last night because remember we picked up immediately after season one so, which is, like, a big deal. So, Nick's riding high because that obviously went well because he told Olivia Coleman and... And Olivia Coleman just cried at this news because he was so amazing. I know! He was amazing and uh, he has the best mom. And so it went really well, the first person he ever told that wasn't Charlie. So, riding high on that. So, as a reward, Charlie kisses him because that's what you do. And... um what I like about this whole scene, and then they just keep kissing in the closet, which is cute. Um, 
And what I like about this whole opening is that off the bat, things are going really, really well for Nick with coming out on his own terms because telling his mom was his choice. He wasn't out into his mother the way Charlie was basically out into the world by just homophobes. So that's going really well. And Charlie is very pleased to hear this because he obviously doesn't want a big theme of this season. And just in general, is just that Charlie doesn't want Nick to experience what he did um, because what he went through was just awful. Um, and so Nick has control of his narrative coming out. Charlie had zero control um, and he has some uh, residual feelings and trauma from that. So, so Charlie is clearly like very invested in Nick staying in control of this narrative throughout this entire process. But off the bat, it seems to be going well based on him telling his mom. We're starting off on a great note. We are. But how long can it stay like that? But we're still in the greatness. We start with the cuteness. It's honestly, it stays cute the whole time, but we got to deal with real life because real life is not a fairy tale. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But the good vibes stay for about, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) The good vibes stay for like at least two months. So then we get a bunch of montages of them in the honeymoon stage of their relationship where it's just, they let them kiss so much in the show. They do. Like so much. It's really great. Like, we never get this in queer shows ever. Like, ever. you get one kiss. That's it. Yes, if, if that. that. <laughs> or they just you just they brush a cheek. So like they the caress. Also use a caress, and it's like what I waited seven seasons for this caress. <laughs> but you hold on to that. You savor and it. You savor it, and then write fan fiction as if you were robbed. <laughs> But in, in Heartstopper, there's no robbing. And it isn't like, this isn't just like a TV show choice to like make it queer. Like the in the books, they kiss a lot. Like it's just, that was Heartstopper, period. Like that's just what it is. They just get to be cute and, and uh, love their hearts each other. Stop? Huh? How do you think their hearts stop? They're too busy kissing each other that they forget to breathe. Exactly. Charlie actually does say that about Nick. He forgets to breathe around him. So yeah. Art stuff. <laughs> uh, but the montage is really cute. Again, they have like the four panes, so it feels like the graphic novel. Um, and it, it, I thought that was a good way to show the passage of time to kind of merge those two things. And it's just them being cute and hanging out constantly. Um, so they seem to spend those two months very much around each other a lot. So that was also really being implied by this. And just kissing every chance they get. And we get a bunch of high highs from them. So it's just like nothing has really changed with the two of them. <laughs> it's just hard stopper if no one says hi. And no one says it back. At, at least like, twice in a row. Like 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> no, then it's not hard stopper. Um, those two months are the cutest. Um, but unfortunately when they go back to... I guess two months later. I don't know if there's a break. I don't know if that was the school break or not. But when we're... Two months later from the beginning, uh, it's like exam prep time for the year 11s, the GCSEs, which Nick is a year 11. So he's got his big exams to prep for. So that's a big focus for him. And he comes into the auditorium, not the auditorium, the gym, I guess, because it's big enough to hold all the year 11s and looks at a seating chart and is like, cool. And then goes to find his seat in this giant gym. And of course, he's slated to sit next to Ben because drama but yeah. i have a qualm with this whole thing because 
<laughs> we get to meet Mr. Farouk in this scene. He's in charge because he's, of course he is. <laughs> and he's like, listen, my rules for this are you need to shut the fuck up and sit here and study because this is like dedicated study time for these big exams that like determine your where you're going to go next or what's going to happen to you or if you retake them or whatever. So like this is dedicated study time for everybody. No talking aloud. But then the school sits them in pairs, which I don't understand. <laughs> if this is independent study and no one's supposed to talk or work together, why are they sitting next to each other? It, it is odd because then during the exam, they do pull them apart. Right. Why is it not set up like the actual exam then? It's also, like why are they in a room? Like, why can't they just be in their like normal? I don't understand, like, I guess it the form. Is that what it is? Their homerooms. Can I just say that? Yes. Because why aren't they separated by their years then? Because that would be so much easier. Just have them study there. I wonder if the school, the population of the school is not big enough. So you'd need like oh, 20 yeah. teachers. Yeah. That, that's to do fair. that versus like. like bigger schools. So I'm not used yeah, to Yeah. That's what schools. I think. Um, and also I, I'm not super clear on how this actually works in the one of the books one of the books um alice had somebody else who's like an american that lived in england like write a q a of like for the american version to be like some of the stuff is probably confusing let me answer some of these questions and they kind of explain the form and the years and stuff so like i understood it better but i'm still kind of fuzzy on it but like that is normal for like multiple years to kind of be together in the yeah, i meant to look into the GCSEs more but I didn't so so it's basically like I think I explained I yeah explained you. so if you don't know what the GCSE is I forget what the acronym stands for but generally what it is it's 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 not like the SATs which is the American version of like when you're in high school you basically take that to go to the next level of education which we call college but is it's called that's the equivalent of university in the UK. So we in America interchange words that have distinct meanings in the UK slash, or it might just be England. I'll just stick with England for the purpose of this. But the way this goes is like they're, when they're in their uh, grade school, which is what they're doing right now, um, I think it goes up to year 13 in total. But um year 11 is when you take essentially your exams and they take a total of three exams and the student gets to pick what subject they want to take these three exams in so like the SAT is for us it's just the SATs is what it is and everybody takes the same test here it's these tests you you take a total of three but you get to pick the subjects so Nick picks math chemistry and something else but Ben could be taking like literature um art or something else like it's up to you to pick the exams but you have to pass all three of them to like move on to the next level so if like you fail chemistry but you pass the other two you have to retake all of them again to pass so it's like that's why they're so stressed out about it um and then so the reason they do that is because then year 12 and 13 they get to focus more on those subjects so it's kind of like up to year 11 you have to kind of figure out what do I want to do career-wise or like what do I want to study next and so this is the entrance exam to like go focus and start focusing in those subjects um, and for year 12 and 13 um, students can either stay where they are so like 
Nick could either stay at Truem or he can go to a different school to finish 12 and 13. And if you go to a different school for 12 and 13, they call that college. So in Elle's case, she's trying to focus on art and go to art college for year 12 and 13. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. All but the college, like it being called college. Because it's called I, college. No, I understand that we're very American, so... But if Elle stays at Higgs, it's not called college anymore. She's just staying. College is physically going somewhere else for mm-hmm. your last two years. That's what it means. It would Isn't be the sixth form. If sixth said. form is separate from okay. that. <laughs> um, and then after they finish year 13, then they go to university, which is what we call college mm-hmm. or university, depending on who you're talking to. Or what the school is named. Yeah, depending on how big the school is. Yeah, we've butchered that word. But beyond graduate year, you go into undergraduate studies, what we call here, is what they call university. And that's, you cannot do that at Truem. You like have to go to a, specific, a place called a university to study. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. that's what's happening here. They're, they're prepping for potential college or they're prepping for college is basically what they're doing which is year 13 12 and 13 if you go to a different school basically yeah i understand more now it helped during watching uh dairy girls yeah i understood some things yeah so that's the gist of what's happening here so they have to take basically they have to take three exams um and so because it's so important and the school actually cares, they give them independent time to prep for their, that's why they can't do group study, I guess, in this setting, because everybody's studying for different exams. Mm-hmm. So, but apparently you have to sit next to somebody and Ben is sitting next to Nick. And of course, Ben has to start in with Nick. He can't just leave anything alone. And he's like, why won't you talk to me, Nick? I didn't do anything to you. So like, I love that he's trying to gaslight Nick because Nick watched him assault Charlie and literally pulled him off of Charlie and was like what the fuck are you doing and then he's like why did you do anything to you Ben (laughs) I mean if you hurt Charlie you hurt Nick they're one person right (laughs) but like what Ben but also Ben asked Nick if he's gonna ignore him for two weeks which like Okay, they're sitting next to each other, but they're literally told not to talk. So, yeah, he's supposed to ignore you. Ignore you? you. (laughs) I know, know, this conversation is weird. Okay, so this doesn't happen in the book at all. This is here specifically for drama in the show. So, yeah, it's weird. All of it is weird. Um, But I guess Nick has been ignoring him for, like, two months, which, like, were they ever really friends? I feel like Ben, it's like they're in the same year, and I feel like Ben kind of hung out-ish with the rugby guys, which is where Nick really is ben's not in rugby right no he's not okay so but like i guess it makes even less sense popular guys kind of hung out with each other but like ben really wasn't a huge part of like nick's social circle before charlie so like why is i feel like this is he's upset and he just ben has this drive for people to see him as a good guy and he knows that nick doesn't so he's like why are you mad at me i didn't do anything to you you shouldn't be mad at like hate me or anything but Nick is not having any of this, which is the bottom line. And uh, so there's tension there. Speaking of rugby, we when we left things out last season, Charlie was trying to like make Nick's life better. And he's like, I need to leave rugby because what am I even doing here? <laughs> so it starts with Charlie 
rejoining the rugby team. And part of his motivation there is not because he loves rugby, but it's because he's noticed that Nick and his rugby friends aren't as close anymore. Cause like assumption is that Nick is like, wants is afraid to come out to them so he's just been distancing himself and we saw the two months charlie you guys were joined at the hip the whole time so not a lot of time to see the rugby lads if you're just making out constantly <laughs> and play mario kart so also your fault but charlie rejoins the rugby team to try to like get nick comfortable with his friends again and the um, rugby team really just welcomes him back like really excited that he's there yeah so because remember Which the is rugby- very different different from like season one you mean yeah yeah because i feel like flipped i feel like charlie proved himself to be a decent rugby player and they're like okay i think he is huh well charlie's self-esteem is in the toilet Mm -hmm. and it has been since he was outed so yeah you see a lot of hints throughout the season of just how charlie views himself versus how other people view charlie like everybody he's surrounding he chooses to surround himself with now views him very positively but charlie does has low self-worth and that is a direct result of the ptsd of being outed and then ben treat like doing his power play with charlie to be like you're not worth anything i won't talk to you in the halls like charlie got some trauma yeah poor charlie i relate to charlie i feel charlie yeah totally it's it's totally understandable like given what he went through and now why and why he's so protective or driven to make sure that nick doesn't have that experience it's because he was so messed up and just hurt by it you know and nick is like this pure little puppy dog you don't want anything bad to happen to the puppy dog no no protect the puppy dog Yeah. yeah i mean look at the face look at your face um and nick to his credit, like Nick, you know, it, he wants to come out. He made the first step. He did it with his mom, which is like the safest environment ever, like in his life where he could actually do that. But he's he's ha- he's finding a really hard time to like tell other people aside from like, you know, his mom. And oh, that's because Olivia Coleman's amazing and exactly. is so accepting like, of him. And you had to come out to anybody. You come <laughs> out to her. <laughs> so like, yeah, he had like the best case scenario for his first person to come out to. Um, and while it's, it's really clear that Nick is not just saying this to appease Charlie, because I feel like very easily a Ben Charlie dynamic would have been like, yeah, I'm going to come out. I'm going to come out. And they never does or even tries to do it. But Nick clearly like wants to. Um, but the person who's most stressed out about Nick coming out is Charlie. <laughs> is Charlie. Yeah. Got a lot of anxiety for Nick. <laughs> so much anxiety. And, and it's clear that he's trying to like forget all of that and he he keeps using the world perfect it's gonna be perfect this is perfect it's gonna be perfect like almost like he's trying to convince himself that like everything's fine when it's but it's not like yeah but he's so worried about nick getting outed yet they kiss in public so many times like how was that not how he was outed i don't get it i'm gonna hydrate to lesbian jesus for all their kissing because it's adorable and super gay i mean quite a few people do find out that he's gay because of they catch them kissing okay but like i think the one one in this 
a particular episode that was the diciest is when they're in the boys' locker room. There were still yeah. people in that locker room. <laughs> were there still people there? Yes. Because they kiss and then people leave and they break apart. I'm like, boys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, no one had the brain cell there. No. But I mean, to be fair, I think it just, it's, it speaks to the level of their feelings, obviously. And just how comfortable they are with each other that like the world goes away, even when they're in dicey yeah. situations. But yeah, you are correct. Like if they were so worried about this, these things wouldn't happen. <laughs> but they make for funny moments. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but let's go to the opposite side of that spectrum and go talk about Tao and Elle. Um, because while they both realized in season one that they have romantic feelings for each other, they are still in the will they won't they phase. Because they are our slow burn ship. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very different from normal shows because oh it's it's not the the poor gays uh struggling to tell the souls that they like each other yeah i feel like for tau and l i'm waiting seven seasons for that cheek caress <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um and but, so we yeah. get to their thing which is apple juice. That is just their thing. I think at this point, it's safe to say. Yeah, I mean, the show makes me want apple juice. It does. <laughs> I don't even drink apple juice. <laughs> I haven't drank apple juice in so long. And I'm just like, I really, that looks so good. Like the, the label that they have on it too. It's just, yeah. it's perfect. It's appealing. It's perfect. Everything is perfect. And um, it's perfect. <laughs> so perfect. But Tao and Elle uh, basically fight over the last apple juice, but they don't fight it because they want it. They want the other person to have it. And while I was like thinking about it, I'm like, is this for their version of olive juice? Which I think I've it is. <laughs> that's so good, Caitlin. Oh, that's so good. So if you don't know what Caitlin's talking about, go read Girls Like Girls by Lesbian Jesus. <laughs> like yeah no dude like apple juice olive juice i think it is because this uh, the apple juice comes up a lot for them so i like that yeah so this is this is their way that the apple juice is their feelings it is. and they're trying to give it to the other person they're like i don't want these feelings you take the feelings <laughs> um uh. But, but this is cute. I love this scene too. It's really cute because they're in the convenience store like before school to buy snacks. And so like, they're not alone. Like Isaac and Charlie are watching this. Like, can they just kiss already? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> No, Charlie's too busy looking at a candy bar That's that true. reminds him of Nick. True. <laughs> Isaac is watching these two being like- Isaac just watches mm. everybody. It's like these- dumb just just let's push them together these idiots in love they're all in love and i hate it <laughs> that's because they won't just tell each other but it seems fitting that this is the first place we see tau freak out about his feelings because tau ends up just running out of the convenience store because he's so in love with no. <laughs> this poor dude oh he just he can't handle his feelings so he's just they're like i gotta big. get out of here they're too big but I believe it's the next episode where he comes back and then admits his feelings. So it's just really cute that it, everything happens in this convenience store. In that aisle. Corner too. store. <laughs> it's the same aisle. 
Well, that yes, the candy the aisle, Theor. Where else are they supposed to go? A, th a candy and apple juice aisle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Duh. But yeah, it's really cute. So they're they're still obviously in their feelings, and no one will take the apple juice. Um. So <laughs> Is the apple juice thing... just there. It's just one apple juice. It's just one. Oh yeah, that's right. I should have mentioned it's a single apple juice container. So they had to fight over it, and then be like. <laughs> You take it. No, you take it. You take it. It's so lonely on the shelf. It is. It just wanted love. Like, like Tao and Al. Oh my god, it's such a good metaphor. Damn it. <laughs> now I have poor feelings about them. The more we talk about this apple juice, the more we're like, this apple juice is amazing. This is the greatest actor of the entire show. <laughs> it it just it it had layers, is what I'm saying. I think we've I think we've proved that. Don't worry, there's more apple juice in in other scenes. <laughs> We'll get back to that. But other things that's going on with Tau and in the Tau and L plot line is that kind of like I mentioned earlier when we we're talking about the GCSEs, L is also a year 11, like Nick, and she's taking her GCSEs this year and is considering leaving Higgs to go to a prestigious art college called Lambert. And so to do that, she has to like physically leave. And these uh, this school is not near where they live. So it's like a couple hours away by whatever mode of transport they use, which obviously would be a big deal because it's really a hard transition when you see somebody every single day to like not even being able to do that if you wanted to go see them. Um, that obviously would be a big change for L and Tao who has abandonment issues. Um, yes, he does. Yeah, uh, which... Totally understandable based on what happened with him and his, you know, his dad. And I, I get it. He's a little, he's a little traumatized. Um, I'm going to interrupt real quick. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why my head cannot wrap around the fact that the girls and the boys are separate. Because I'm like, but we never see, why is an L in the group for the GCSEs? I'm like, she's at a different school. And this is not the first time. Like, I do this every time. I'm like... Oh, she's not there. The I'm like, oh, that's because she's not in that school. Okay. To confuse you more. So in Solitaire. So Solitaire is the first book. It follows Tori, who goes to Higgs. Uh, Tori, who is Charlie's sister. Apparently for, for like college, like year 12 and 13, boys can go to Higgs for year 12 and 13. And girls can go to Truro. Yeah, what? I was like, what? <laughs> Why do we have two different schools then? <laughs> that makes no sense. And I also, know. is it common for the boys and girls to be separated in this country? Or is it just like, are these private schools? Please answer in the comments. We are Americans that do not know. I've never felt more like a stupid American than I do <laughs> like trying to learn this world. And it's this not even like a fantasy world. <laughs> it's normal. It's real life, and I can't understand it. And I, I could probably get lost for a week in research of trying to learn. It. Caitlin is really perplexed by Alice's world building. <laughs> I don't get it. Truly, though, like I don't, I don't understand gender segregating school to begin with. As somebody who did not grow up in that environment, I understand it less when they're like, well, for 12 and 13, you can go to the other school. 
I find that strange. But that makes it really weird. I don't understand it it how confusing. that is even part of the school, though. Like, if it's just, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it hurts my brain. Uh, so, yeah, if you if you can answer any of that for us, please do. I've tried looking it up. I'm still confused. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of confusing, uh, Tao's behavior starts confusing Elle because she's being told by her friends to like hey go for it he probably likes you he's just shy look at him and she does but like Tao instead of like wanting is so afraid of like ruining their friendship and like fucking it up basically that he's like it's better if we don't cross that line even if I like you and so he's trying to like avoid those situations evade them almost avoids Elle a little bit where she's getting really confused um because he's like I don't want her to get the impression that i'm into her because i don't want to ruin our friendship because it means everything to me but in the process of avoiding these feelings he makes l feel like he is avoiding her yeah like think about like my your best friend that you have feelings for they're just avoiding you and you don't know what you did yeah (laughs) and because she like, I wonder if because she came out as trans and had to go through all of that and I people definitely was probably avoiding her and definitely being standoffish. Like, that has to be even harder because she's just thinking, like, what did I do? Even though Tal's just got lots going on up here. And yeah. Here. <laughs> and, and it would have been nice. I understand that Elle is not the main focus of Hardstopper. Like, to be fair, in the show, they flesh out the friends a lot more than they than the books do but i really want an l book that taught that really showed her journey and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. because that's an excellent point caitlin like does l have residual like ptsd slash defense mechanisms from her experience of being trans which we don't know much about i think there's an episode later where Tao just mentions like it went really bad like she had a bad experience like when she first you know transitioned or came out you know as trans right now so, it's, it looks like it didn't affect her at all which correct, we know yeah. is not true like totally totally all of those experiences go into who she is right now so i would definitely love to know more of her backstory and like, see it more oh yes but this point you bring up is so good i didn't even think about it thank you um because to have that behavior from tau must be devastating because he has been her constant this whole time. Like he was like, he even mentioned like, I think in episode five, he's like, I was there for her through all that stuff. You know, when they were just, he's fiercely protective of all of his friends. So like to have how acting weird. Yeah. That must be very scary for her and like not feel good, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my best friend, like say like you just started avoiding me for no reason. <laughs> and like, Bye. no, no, I don't really. <laughs> sorry (laughs) no like that would that would feel awful and just and to have someone like i believe they've been friends since they were little right i i guess i mean that's the other thing Um, i know he was friends with charlie Charlie when they were younger i don't know but presumably a long time yeah 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 such a such a hard situation when you fall in love with your friend i presume <laughs> it's it, it feels it feels impossible 
you know, for the two of them, because you think about it, it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, because these feelings are, they're messing things up, even when you're trying to have them not mess things up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. Oh. I love them. Yeah. Alice, please write books about Elle. <laughs> I would like to see more about uh, Elle. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody Even needs Cal. their Cal. own backstory book. That'd be so great. Because we like Ugh. pick up in a place with all of them where so much has happened in their lives. I just, I really want to know more about every everybody growing Everyone. up. Everyone. Yeah, I totally agree. We need <sighs> one of those like fan fiction books where like they start as like children and like you see their lives grow up. Cause, that'd be great know, if one happened. exists please send it to us <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure something exists I, I hope so okay but speaking of growing up apparently in this world it's never too you're never too old to have sleepovers with your friends which i found strange <laughs> like giant sleepovers because charlie is hosting in his efforts to make things perfect for nick he's hosting a giant sleepover at his house while his parents are out and Tori's there, I guess, to supervise. And he's concocting this plan because um, Nick wants to come out to people who matter to him. That's kind of where we left off with things on the beach. And so who matters to Nick, who is a good person, not a dick, doesn't play rugby, enter Imogen, who they've been friends for a long time, which they keep mentioning. And so everybody's gathering. They've got all the snacks in the world. We're getting ready for Imogen to come over. <laughs> uh but charlie no i'm sorry i still mix up charlie and nick and i don't understand why i know who is who but like when i say stuff it's just they're one person so they're interchangeable in my brain so nick comes over for the first and they hug and tori has this little smile at, while she's drinking her drink of course um when she sees them together and i just we love a supportive sister we have like okay listen after watching solid hair or reading it (laughs) i wish i could watch it she's stupidly protective of charlie so you are reading that absolutely correctly like new respect for tori i definitely want to read like her story it's good we have her story like we need everybody has to have their own story apparently okay somebody in our youtube comments I will shout you out in another episode um, with the Tory theory. But mention that there is a book that focuses on the character Isaac was based off of as well, like a standalone. Oh, yeah, I did. I, yeah. I get it. I, that, think, that, I, I think it's called, I think it's Radio Silence. Is that book? I don't know. I want to get that uh, one too. But that, the person who commented that, thank you for all your comments. Because oh my God. it helped me understand more as well. And it was just great too see someone take the time to respond to our episode like that it's it makes us very happy it's it's a shout out to you i will shout out your name your name is in our notes for another episode i'm shout out for real (laughs) yeah when we get get to that we will praise you so much even more um but i love how when they find out i don't know if they know what the sleepover is for but when uh yeah they all find out that imogen's coming to and nick wants to come out to her <laughs> and darcy's like it'll be fine because she's an ally oh my god one <laughs> of the best lines remember that she's an ally in air quotes okay can we air quote the ally oh they did do air quotes 
I'm reporting it. She's an ally, quote unquote. She is an ally. Um, (laughs) And then, and then they're dancing. And literally everyone. Spontaneous Darcy dance party. Everyone's telling Nick to tell her. And like, how does she not notice that everyone next to her is saying, yeah, they're like straight up stage whispering. The music's not that loud. <laughs> this whole sleepover, I, I love it. Well, I guess Imogen's being a good quote unquote ally and not assuming what they're talking about. She really, she doesn't like to assume, I feel exactly. like. Which I feel that, like, good for Imogen, but sometimes it just makes her really oblivious. But I don't think she's really as oblivious because of this. No, she's part. not. She definitely, she notices stuff. She notices yeah. stuff, for sure. Um, it's not enough. Not enough. But it's okay. Nick gets there. So Nick feels the peer pressure. He's ready to go. And Imogen is like, I gotta use the bathroom. So Nick's like, perfect. I'll take you up the stairs to the bathroom. <laughs> and then before you can go to the bathroom, I have to tell you something really important real quick. And I'm like, Nick, buddy, can she pee first and then tell her after? It's like, already weird enough that you're taking her to the bathroom. Correct. Pointing to yep. where it is. Yep. This was already weird. Like the poor woman probably has to pee, but it doesn't matter. So he, he finally tells he's trying to like get the words out. Imogen's like, is this because you're with Charlie? Like, can we just can we just cut cut to the cut to the chase here? Um, and so it starts, it starts off going well. She's like, listen, I'm not surprised. I had eyes. Um, and then Imogen is like, now this all makes sense to me why you didn't want to go out with me. It's because you're gay and you're into Charlie. That makes sense now. <laughs> Which I understand why her brain went there. But this I like that they through these uh interactions and through some thoughts that Nick has, they really show the extra barriers people have, like as bisexuals, because like mm-hmm. the assumptions that get put on you. So as a because he's dating Charlie, who's out as gay, the assumption is, oh, you're gay and you didn't want to date me. Not like you just weren't into me. So the confidence she, she has in herself, though, because like that's the only reason he could possibly not want to date me, right? So like, sh- yeah. So like again, that's an assumption that gets put on him, and he's like, "Uh, it's because I'm bisexual." And then her poor face, she's like, "Oh, so you just didn't like me?" Like, <laughs> I, feel so, I feel so bad for her, but like, I don't think she meant it maliciously it was just like oh that i get it now but he's like no dear i have to hurt you again i'm sorry (laughs) um but i i totally love her reaction to all of this is that she just even though she uh, she kind of knew that that's what was happening with them she still didn't have the words to like comfort nick so she just hugged him she's just like i don't know how to react to this i'm just gonna hug you i really love that that's how she she didn't let him say it she she like Outed him to herself. <laughs> she did do that. She was excited. She's like, oh shit, I should have let you say it. But she's this is this one relationship she was not oblivious. <laughs> no, not at all. And she may um, not know how have how to react to the news that she's the one who said, but she found out that he was bisexual. So that was the big news for her. Um, but hugs are always great and reassuring. As long as you like hugs. True. Which Nick does. He hugs everybody all the time. Yes. Because he's a puppy. He's a puppy. Uh, so 
they earlier in the episode were kind of doing this who do you like who do you like stuff and no and Imogen's like I have a secret crush I, I'm not going to tell you so at this point Nick's like listen I told you my crush I mean you knew it and it's a cast out of the bag now so now you have to tell me yours and so of course her answer is Ben <laughs> because of course it is freaking Ben misery Ugh. my second note is I wish we didn't know who it was I know <laughs> I wish it was another character that she hasn't met yet and we'll get to that later Yes. I was yes. like, wait, who? And then I was like, oh, wait, no, the person that we want. <laughs> the person that we want are, I wouldn't even call it a crack ship. I think we're going, I think we're going I, in that direction. Yeah. I mean, this, this will, that'll be in the last episode, I believe, but like go all about that. Yes. Oh, there's, there's some stuff. We'll fangirl about that later. Um, but it's so hard ta- not to do it now. <laughs> well, let's fangirl about Tar and Darcy instead. Okay. Because That'll we work. love them. Uh, so we kind of catch up with them a little bit. It seems like nothing really has changed in the two month time job. They're still going strong. Um, but at this party, there's some dialogue in here that's important that I think starts off their overarching plot line throughout season two, because they're having a sleepover and Tara mentions that her mom lets her and Darcy have sleepovers, which what? (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm pretty sure Tara's out to her parents, so weird. But good on you. Good on you. Equality or whatever. Um, But there's the mention that Darcy's parents never let people over. That's how Tara puts it. So already starting the suspicious what is going on with Darcy's home life thing kind of starts here. Yeah, and it's also Darcy's first instance of quickly changing the subject so it doesn't stay on her and her family. Because she's very good at avoiding shit. So, more on that the rest of the season. Uh, We haven't caught up with Isaac yet, so what's going on with Isaac? So, Isaac is still his lovely King Isaac self. And he, in this sleepover party, seems, like, really genuinely happy for Nick and Tarly, who you know, they're finally boyfriends and doing their thing and happy for Darcy and Tara who are always really happy and Ellen Tao who are like being cutesy still even though they're trying not to like be cutesy. Um, but he he is clearly like, can they just get it to get this over with? I'm tired of this. Will they, won't they? Nonsense. Um, but there are a lot of long shots of Isaac during this sleepover, kind of like when they're all together, of him just like staring at these couples and like pondering to himself almost like he is questioning himself a little bit because he is like aside from Imogene he's the only single person really in that room or in his friend group and so I think everybody's at the age where they're having crushes and starting to date for the first time and Isaac is still like by himself with his book so I think he's starting that this is the sort of him kind of questioning like who am I what's my sexuality kind of thing just by like observing his friends being happy in their little pairs if that makes sense yeah I was thinking about like how he always had a book and like yeah I know people like to read but I feel like maybe Isaac when he was younger or something started using books as a way to avoid situations because he's like always Mm -hmm. surrounded by couples and stuff and like he doesn't connect to these people so he's like well i'll find books and connect to them to a way to escape into a different world oh my god that's so good and i want and, and i like that it's almost like the way 
uh, Darcy uses humor mm -hmm. to like avoid deep conversations, avoid her feelings and stuff. Maybe that, yeah, Isaac, his books is his defense mechanism. Yeah. Ooh, that's really good. I love that. Also, Ooh. he's just, he just loves his book. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. I, Him I like books. Because I mean, because like he, he always does that too, where he's like, I'm just going to go back to my book, forget about this. I'm just going to, it's his escapism in a way too. He got more lines this season though. He did. I, his storyline is one of my favorites. I love him. Uh, other first that we get in this season, in this episode to kind of wrap it up is Nick and Charlie kiss in front of their friends for the first time as like the sleepover, it's next morning, sleepover's wrapping up. Everybody's outside. Charlie's like, okay, bye everybody. And then Nick's like, yeah, I'm just gonna kiss you. And then like, it's one of those kisses where he like forgets the friends are there until the friends are like, <clears throat> so the friends are being their friends and uh, definitely have to uh, cause attention to it and say how whoever thought that you weren't gay or something like that that, that was uh darcy she's like who who thought you were straight darcy. but this is the first time like i tried to like think about the leaves and so that's <laughs> just a funny sentence <laughs> because i've always gotten excited about the leaves because uh -huh. it went right from the other show where there was a tree but anyway the leaves were a big thing for us <laughs> like we got a lot of things with leaves and trees but the leaves, and I'm just looking at them outside, and then the, the leaves flowing around them, that yes. it made me realize that, like, maybe that's, like, whenever they feel free is when the, the leaves can finally be free to fly around. Oh, I love that. Yeah, versus, like, attached to the tree, and they're, like, still pretending, or they have their walls up. Yeah, I like that. I think that that makes perfect sense. It reminds me of, like, the fall, like, how it is right now, and it's, like, beautiful, and it's just, like, you feel the breeze on you, and then you yes. just feel like anything is possible. I don't know if that's just me, but <laughs> that's how I feel in the fall, and that's why it's my favorite season. Oh, mine, too. But, yeah, I like that. That's that's the moment then, because that makes sense, like, based on that kiss and the fact that they lost, clearly lost track of time and where they were, like, they were just being themselves in that moment. Yeah, like free, like a falling leaf. Damn, Caitlin, that's so good. I didn't think about that. I know that the leaves are just like, they, they, they're in the comic books, like as little transitions, but I like that interpretation of them way better. Because like the animations a lot of times will like depict a feeling, like you said, like when they're mm -hmm. like, oh, there's like hearts or there's like Tao and L's thing is butterflies. Um, yeah, I think the leaves for them. Yeah, I like I mean, that interpretation. Although that the sense. animations are like stay constant, they're they make it slightly different in ways to like portray different things so once like because of seeing like the butterflies throughout the season and no noticing those things because you brought that up since it was like so drastic i was like something i'm just gonna start looking at these things yeah no totally I, it's very like easter eggy like with mm -hmm. with the um the animation either itself or like that symbol being in the background or on people's clothing or phone cases or things like that it's yeah I, I and i think you're right i think it depicts state of mind or a feeling that's happening in that scene yeah, yeah. That's good. all right what a good place i to love end. when you say that <laughs> <What>? that <laughs> damn that's good i'm like yes i succeeded <laughs> no your interpretations are great like, i didn't this is why we have these discussions because like that makes me want to go rewatch this and like watch all the leaf scenes again and just be like 
they're free. <laughs> I feel like there's like a leaf compilation. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> oh my Ugh. gosh. So what did you think of this episode? <laughs> Honestly, I thought this was a really strong way to start the season. I love the continuity between the end of season one and the start of season two. The fact that they picked it up immediately to kind of be like, have Nick and Charlie be like, I came out to my mom and that kind of stuff. And then have a two month really quick time explanation with the montage. I love that. Instead of just being like, it's two months later. I loved that, that aspect of this episode. And overall, it was great. Like it really, we got to catch up with everybody and set up the season, like kind of set it up a little bit. So I loved it. It's so good. It was a strong opening. It really was. The, the episodes just keep getting better and better, in my opinion. And so we're off to a great start. I can't wait to keep talking And we have so two. much more to talk so about. More. And, and we, we have to, we're getting to it now. But I mean, you'll see, you'll see it in a week or two. I mean, just keep watching. Subscribe, keep watching. Review the, the things. But yeah, until uh, next time. I agree for lesbian Jesus. I'm gayed up all over the place. Bye. Bye. And with that, we've been Big Gay Energy. If you like this episode, check out all our other episodes on whatever you're using to listen right now. If you're listening on Apple, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review, no matter how brief. It helps us get into Apple's algorithm to reach a wider audience. Please feel free to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you about everything and anything. You can find us on all the social medias at Big Gay Energy Pod or email us at biggayenergypod at gmail.com. If you'd like to make friends with other queer media loving people, reach out to us to join our Discord server. If you'd like to support us, check out our merch store or join our Patreon for early access to episodes, exclusive content, and so much more. Until next time, stay safe and hydrate for Lesbian Jesus.